All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Warrior Week Parable from the Pit, the podcast where the truth is told. Uh, my guest today, Joe Gindy, uh, Warrior Week 56. Welcome to Warrior Week uh, podcast, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, so all the way from uh, all the way from um, Colorado, uh, talk to me, man. What was uh, what was your first experience here with Warrior, and what brought you type of here? Uh, first experience with Warrior. My uh, I had a physical trainer in Colorado, and he uh, just someone I've known for several years. He somehow found you guys probably through an ad somewhere, and I'd been working with him on my body, mm. and. Uh, you know, we're just... What's his name? His name is Glenn Haddam. No. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, he's a personal trainer that worked with my father, then I got connected to him. Okay. And uh, he just found you guys and turned me on, on to you guys, and he was ecstatic about what he had found with Warrior, you know, and feel, felt like he finally found something that tied everything together. Sure. You know, across body, being, balance, and business. So he introduced me to it, his own version of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's how I got introduced. Awesome, and that brought you to an event with us, to uh, to a virtual event. W what was your uh, experience, first experience with us? You know, that brought me to just trying to do it on my own for mm -hmm. a little while and mm -hmm. reading the Warrior book. Yeah, and then uh, the first experience that I actually had in Warrior was Warrior Con Three. Were, were you there with your dad? Or? Yeah, with okay. my father. So my you father had ju actually jumped into Warrior when he got introduced to it. Okay, so you and your dad came to Warrior Con Three. Yes. Okay, and then at that point, you made a decision? At that point, yeah, you offered that, what was it, $1,000 to put a deposit down mm -hmm. and, and jump in and have an interview with you. Okay, so. and then uh, both you and your dad did that? Both me and my dad did Talk that. Talk to me, what was the conversation? Uh, did you guys stay in the same room or separate rooms? Separate rooms. Okay. And uh, talk to me, what was some of the conversation with you and him during that uh, during those uh, couple of days at WarriorCon? Anything significant that, that happened in terms of conversation between you both? You know, I think there was a moment where he was on the fence about doing it, mm -hmm. and I just looked at him in the hallway and on one of the breaks and was just like, why the fuck not? You know, why the fuck not? And he was like, I don't know. And so we both just said, fuck it, and we separated, jumped on the phone, you know, made, texted, made the deposit, did whatever we had to do. Mm -hmm. And... uh and I think that was just a moment for us to just say, why the fuck not go all in? Um, you know, I always looked at my father as someone who, like, went into things with purpose. Yeah. You know, went all in. So it was just a moment that we shared together. Awesome. He came into Warrior Week 55 just a few weeks before you. You came into 56. Um, so talk to me about, talk to me about what, what was going on in your life uh, prior to Warrior Week and what was working, what was not working for you, man? You know, I think what, pri prior to Warrior Week, I just felt like I was always searching for something, searching for some, something outside of me to, to bring purpose to my life. You know, things were working on the outside, mm. but inside I just felt like I was trapped. I felt like I was living someone else's life. I felt like I was, you know, something you said on, on a call that you did, you know, about tolerating life. I just felt like I was tolerating my life, mm -hmm. you know, and doing everything according to other people's standards, you know, and found myself just surviving. And, and that was really it. Not like anything on the surface was bad. Like I lived in a great neighborhood, have a job, have a great business. You know, I've got a wife and kids and all of that. And it was all, you know, on the outside working, but inside I was asking myself, like, is this, is this really it? 
Mm. Is this what life is all about? And, and those weren't even necessarily conscious thoughts. It's just the way that I was living. Like I was always looking for something to bring me fulfillment and joy in life. And so I was, you know, looking for expansion just naturally outside of me and tried some other programs and things like that. So when I got introduced to Warrior, for me at the time, it was just another opportunity to search for that thing, you know, that might bring me some fulfillment in life. So you come to Warrior Week. Uh, we go through the first night. Um, obviously, uh, you know, the pit is part of this experience. Uh, what you ca- what did you how was that experience for you that night? And what what? What shifted you that night? You know, it was interesting because I just felt like in the pit, looking back on it now, you know, I was like, I couldn't get myself to be angry Mm. or like pissed off or any of that. Like I was just kind of going through the motions of it. Yeah. And trying to find like what my fucking pit was. Yeah. And, you know, Things kept flashing through my mind, and and honestly, I just felt out of place. Yeah, you know, in the pit, like I didn't have these major things that that were, you know, bringing me down in my life. But I guess looking back on it now with this new perspective, I think that's how my whole life was. I was just kind of coasting through it. Yeah, without any emotion, without any feelings, without any ups or downs. You know, blocking myself from feeling sadness and hurt, which also stopped me from feeling any kind of joy in my life. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what it was. What was the what was the pivoting point for you that kind of like put it all together at Warrior Week? Pivotal point for me was when we were on the beach and we did the hand of God. Yeah. And I was just sitting there, you know, everyone's hand on my chest, and I don't even remember the coach that was with me. You know, there there was a moment there where I finally got that like God is within me. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's nothing outside of me that I need in my life to bring me fulfillment. And I felt in that moment, like, all everything I had been searching for, you know, like, was, like, I was just searching in the wrong fucking places. Mm. You know, and in that moment, it just all came together for me. Like, I got a belief in myself and a confidence in myself. Like, I don't have to keep looking anywhere else. And uh, how's that, has, how is that manifested in your life right now, like today? Because it's almost a year, right? You know, we did it in February, so it's, yeah, it's, it's coming up. <clears throat> yeah, it's nine coming months. up. Um, you know, it's, it's a reminder for me every day, like when I do core four work and when I stack and I go throughout my life, um, I don't have a, a feeling like there's, like I need to find these answers outside of me. And, and when that does come up, I have this certainty that I know it's within me, you know, so uh, don't get me wrong, like mm-hmm, life's mm-hmm. fucking up and down and. And not every day is great. And sometimes yeah. I'm like searching for some permission for something or I'm searching for something to make me feel better. But when I, I actually regularly know that there is nothing outside of me, you know, and, and meditating and stacking and doing what I can to build myself up and my relationship with me and God is my focus. You know, and I know the stronger that I am as a person, the stronger I'll be for my wife and my kids and my business and all of it. Uh, how old are you when you got married? Uh, got married in 2017, so 32. Okay, so uh, so fairly recent. You have two kids right now. I've got two kids right okay. now. Okay, what are the age? Eight and a half and three months. Two oh. and a half months. Yeah, yeah very <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you're not sleeping much nowadays. Not sleeping much, no. Okay. Um, how do you see the? Um, was your wife pregnant when you came into Warrior Week? She was. Okay. 
and uh, and did this uh, did this play any role in your why as you stepped into Warrior Week? Between the time you chose, you know, sitting in the audience watching the images of Warrior Week and the invitation to come to Warrior Week at WarriorCon three. I was about 100 guys that, that actually committed to that. And throughout 2018, uh, those 100 guys came in through, you know, somewhere between Warrior Week 50 to 58. Uh, those were the men of WarriorCon 3, the majority of them. So if, if you roll back and, and you're sitting in the audience, there's this thing that's it's been two days or three days, you're going through the roller coaster and the emotion of the work that we were doing on ourselves and, you know, the whole thing and just being in presence of, you know, almost a thousand guys, the up and downs of Warrior Con 3, you know, emotionally high, emotionally down, and joy and sadness and happiness and everything like, everything like mixed, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're sitting there in the audience. What was coming up? Like, okay, you're looking at Warrior Week and like, like, why would you fucking come to Warrior Week? Why would I come to Warrior Week? You know, I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to know that I can... What did you challenge? What did I challenge? You said you wanted to challenge yourself, so what did you challenge at, at Warrior Week? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to challenge my physical self, because at first, you know, with the movies and all that, yeah. you definitely get this physical <laughs> sense, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I wanted to know that I could take something like that on. Of course. Um. And then I just wanted to challenge me. I wanted to put myself in a really fucking uncomfortable situation. Yeah. You know, I wanted w to... What did it change about the way... Because Warrior Week changes the way you think. We call it yeah. perspective. W what was the major perspective? Yes, we had one that was like, okay, like, I don't need to go look outside. Right? Yeah. I look inside. And don't get me wrong. Like, life is full of fucking problems. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't take away my you know, financial struggle. It doesn't take away my struggles that I may have at home with my relationship with my wife and my kids, even at work with the people that I work with and partners. And, and I, it just doesn't take all that away. But knowing that I, I'm no longer searching for a shiny object outside, like yeah. that's the pivoting point that you talked about. And so with that, change came a change of perspective. Yep. What is this perspective? And we talked about it today. We talked about it today on the call. We this is specific perspective that that shifted all you motherfuckers, including myself, inside of this game for the past seven years. Like we all went from one place to another. What was it? I mean, for me, it was my family. Mm -hmm. You know, it was looking at my wife and my my child at the time and my onborn. Yeah. You know, and just like they are everything to me. You know, and everything that I do in my life and in my business and for myself is to serve them and to be the best version of myself I can be for them. Yeah. You know, and build a legacy. And, and that was not existent before Warrior. Yeah. And we talked about, like, today is on, on the Council of King. We had, a, we had a call. You were on the call, and I talked about this. And this whole thing that we do at Warrior, right? Guys like you and I, where we tap into Warrior, uh, not because necessarily life was burning down, not necessarily because we were sitting on top of a, you know, kingdom throne and, you know, we were we were eating the fruits of all the years of hard work. It was just guys like us that were looking for something better. That like as if what we have built was just the, the, in the process of getting better. That the next next decade of my life is going to be very different 
because ultimately I'm going to be very successful when it comes to matters of making money, right? So we, we put that projection out there that I would like to have the big house and the cars and a lot of money and, and financial security. That's, yep. that's the projection. That, and there is this – the projection stops there because we assume that everything else comes with financial security. If, if when I accomplish financial security, then my life will be fulfilled, which is a false fucking lift throughout Absolutely. the process. We figured that out that, you know, that's that's the that's the guy that's truly not aware. Right. And, and once you become aware, it's like, fuck, you know, you know, it's it's when I create a fucking harmony in my life and harmony between how I take care of myself physically, spiritually, with my family and as well as financial security that matters to me. Uh, that allows me to uh, to enjoy life and as well as build a future, and so we talked about this concept of uh, we talked about this concept of I share with you guys that this 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 thing came out just yesterday in a conversation uh, randomly with Garrett's fucking like I started like talking to Garrett and this came out of my mouth is this concept of comfort versus combat right and so guys like you and I were were for years we were compliant inside of the game of comfort. Yeah. Right. So it's comfortable to be where we are. It's not like we didn't want more, but we had a list of compliances to go about in order to check them. And hopefully we hopefully we can get more comfort. Right. We were looking for more financial security. Everything I just said to you was more comfort. Yeah. Right. But the piece that was forgotten and the piece is forgotten today among many modern men is the combat piece, right? And combat people think about war. No, combat is actually conflict. Like being being able to collide for what you want. And that doesn't mean like collide physically. Most of the time is is collide by telling the truth and stop fucking lying. Colliding with yourself. Not keeping the shit inside of you. Yeah. Here's what I want, right? And what here's what I want as a title. Here's what I want as significance when it comes to my line of work. Here's what I want inside of my business. Here's what I want at home. Here's, here's how I want to raise my kids. I don't give a fuck if your parents said that they have to go to bed at 7. No. I come home at fucking 637. I want to spend some time with my fucking kids, man. So, like, fuck the list of compliance. Like, here's what I want, right? I'm not saying that that yeah, should yeah. be the dialogue at home. But, ba <laughs> but basically, that's what it is, right? The ability to go and create conflicts and handle them so that you get what you want. Not so that you create, you know, problems. But so that you get what you want. And inside of your spirituality, the same thing. It's like, fuck, man. I'm, I'm fed up of, like, knowing about God. Like, I'm fed up of all this information over and over and over. The same fucking thing. I want to be on a pursuit of encounter. I want to have a direct relationship. I want to see it within me. Right? So I'm going to war. I'm going to a fucking bloody battle against everything that I've already known that brought me here. And so to most, I may look like you're abandoning what you knew. No, I'm not abandoning. I'm upgrading. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm putting a fight for an upgrade. I'm putting a fight for progress. I'm putting a fight for getting out of this comfort zone, which is the known. And I'm willingly accepting the mission to the unknown. Like it's easily said here, but when it comes to matters of having dialogues with our wives, taking a lead on how we're gonna how we're gonna lead our children what we're going to teach them, how we're going to teach them, which is going to go against the traditional ways of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, dude, something has fucked up. Us. Do, do, you, do you, like, 
you should fucking question whether you're, you, you know, your children in school right now just make sense or not. And it's so fucking ingrained. All this stuff is ingrained. But think you know, about and, it. Yeah, the way, of, the my way of life and the things that I do day to day, like I'm not aware of some of the things that I'm just complying to. But, you know, being around this brotherhood and investigating and stacking is what. You think about the modern world right now, and and the children that are in this modern world. Like your son, my uh, uh, your son is eight and a half, or your daughter. Son is eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay, my son is ten. Look, the next decade for these dudes, right? Like, look at what they're they're in, man. They're in an environment that is that is completely, completely fucking like infected with judgment all across. Yep. Like in judgment all over the place, it, because that's being projected from parents from from the, like it's the modern world, man. And they are going to have to deal with all this, like. You know, dealing with the pressure at school doesn't stop at school anymore. Like you and I, when we used to go to school, there was some pressure at school, whatever, either being popular or, you know, or whatever, man. There was, mm -hmm. we all had our normal fucking pressure as trying to fit in, right? Yep. Now, it, now it doesn't stop at school, man. Like these kids fucking continue uh, and isolating each other, judging each other, like, or putting each other in a circle and then abandoning each other. Like, all kind of fucked up shit that happens that could truly hurt the kids, right? And and the more and more this is happening, the more and more social media is promoting this. And, like, dude, think about just fucking porn, porn man. We didn't have access to that shit. No. Nope. Now our kids are going to have access to that. Like, dude, like, there's nothing you can do. Literally fucking nothing you can do to prevent it. Even if you take away the phone, they'll probably be able to borrow some phone. Yeah. Like literally, there's like all, the old system cannot withstand what is happening today in the society. The teachers cannot manage, cannot manage 30 kids in a fucking classroom today because all these kids are wired, connected, they're informed. Like they're all going to challenge the fucking teacher, all of them. Well, then that's not true because, you know, YouTube says this or I've done some of it may be true and a lot of it may be just like fucking like. They believe more in YouTube and more in Google than the actual teacher in a fucking class. So what's the fucking point? Yeah. Like they literally go there to check the box, but say, you know what? I'm not going to hear from that motherfucker. I'm going to actually in inform myself otherwise. These are facts that we're facing with today, right? So to come in as a dad, as a leader, and say, I'm going to take a fucking stand. Well, it starts with who, man? It starts with you. It starts with me. And, it's, and it starts with you like fucking dissolving Dissolving, not solving, dissolving some old fucking problems. Literally dissolving, not solving, because solving the dude, <laughs> dissolving is to cut the fucking root, man. So it's not passed on to the next generation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was, you know, to answer your, your question from before, that was another thing that came up when I got mm. out of Warrior was, you know, how much of my son's life up to that point I delegated to my, you know, his teachers or to his coaches or whatever it was. And, Never really looked at it like, no, this is my fucking responsibility, you know, to take care of him and to lead him on how to deal with life. You know, that wasn't something that I, I took on fully. And even now, like, I feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing half the time. That is true. But you're yeah. not alone in that feeling. But I'm not alone in that feeling. You're not alone in that feeling. And the fact that we're sitting here and we're, we're questioning, like, dude, this is modern warfare tactics of fatherhood and not subscribing to a fucking book that was written with... Best practices of doctor fucking, you know, dick or whatever, man. Yep. Like, 
because the old ways were to pick up the book, educate yourself, and repeat pretty much the best yeah, practices of the past. Absolutely. Well, but it doesn't apply to the energetic field of your life, right? That fucking book has no place in the energy field of you, your wife, and the two kids right now. There's a field that is created, and energetically, like, you're the main pulse in it. Yeah. You're the alpha. You're the main pulse. And people say, well, you know, my wife is an alpha wife. There is no such thing as alpha wife. There, there, is, there, there could be, like, powerful woman, but, like, the only fucking alpha is you, period. Like, yeah. period. You're the king. You're in there. So the energy revolves around you. Now, you show up in that circle as, as weak or as uneducated or dependent, dependent to so many sources outside, dude, like, you're not going to leave the best footprint in them. Guaranteed. You show up with the certainty that everything is in you, and yet what you know is so much that you don't know, meaning that once you realize that everything is inside of you, you realize, oh, my God, there's so much that I don't fucking know, man, yeah. and I got to go get. I, but how do I go get that? It's not with information. I go get that with experiences, right? To sit here and just have the balls and say, okay, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to make this shift, and I'm going to make some changes the way I'm going to talk to my son, the way I'm going to educate, the, the way I'm going to teach him. Your influence and your power or mine on our sons is like, Dude, it's uncomparable to any power that could be delegated outside. Absolutely. And that's why it's so fucking important that we do this shit every day. It's so important. You know? But, like, take me seven years ago, I wasn't aware of this shit. Nope. Anybody would say anything on my son. Like, first of all, they're right, not my son. Second of all, I would listen to any Tom and Dick and Harry on how to raise my son. And I would allow those voices, some of them very familiar voices, right? You know, family and good people that care. And some of them just fucking bunch of idiots or bunch of people that I that I pick up in the movies or in any any kind of source where my brain would pick up and I would start applying those. Well, guess what? That's not originally from me. Like I won't I won't even process it. It's not, sometimes we take something, but we process it in our, bro, in our brain. We drop what is not good and we take the best part of it and we apply it. That's all right. But to take it as is. Not even question it. That's that's how I was. That's how like yeah. I mean I would not question. That's how we all are. <laughs> and and today, as you say, there's a sense of awareness that allows us to to simply question more. Question more because the minute I start questioning, I'm I'm actually like I'm 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 standing up. I'm not sitting down anymore, and I'm questioning whether I fucking should continue sit down or start fucking running. And when I run, I'm in combat mode, and when I sit, I'm in fucking comfort. So. What has been some of the combat mode that you've been on? Like, you've been working on what, man? What have I been working on? Being a leader in my business, you know, and putting myself in situations that, you know, I haven't put myself in before. Mm -hmm. um, putting my family first, you know, making sure my wife knows, my queen knows that she is number one and my family is number one and their yeah. priority. You know, but... You know, and, and I think the biggest combat for me going into all of this is just standing up for what the fuck I believe in and what I want yeah. in my life. So, yeah, the conversations with my queen or coming out here on this trip, you know, or going to return of the king yes. in June, all of that, you know, taking a stand for what I want and what I believe in and knowing that investing into me is the best thing I can do for those around me. Yeah. You yeah. Know, which is which is huge for me. It's not something that I'm used to doing.
No, I wasn't. So. I, dude, I, wouldn't, I didn't even know what fucking investment was in, in, in self. Like, I remember the first time, like, I put some money down for Warrior, and it was a weird fucking feeling, man. I, I mean, I've wired bigger transactions than that, you know, left and right to, to buy products and services in the business, and especially in the oil and gas industry. And then, like, uh, I was like, you know, a couple of thousand dollars to invest in myself. I was like, what the fuck, man? This is fucking weird. Yeah, no, nah, me, this is definitely the most I've ever invested in me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think this year it's something like 50 grand yeah. or more. Yeah. You know, so that was that was some that was major combat, you know, for me internally and also with my wife and trying to say like this is worth it. Yeah. You know, and then putting my ass on the line like all right, now I did this thing. Now who the fuck am I going to be walking out of it? Yeah. And you, know. you look at the amount of money that you put in. Let's say you put in fifty grand in yourself in a period of year, right? On the outside, so many people can look at it. Well, that you know, that fifty thousand could have went towards that, towards a, a down payment of a house, or you know, paying for the house, or you know, a brand new car, or college funds. It, yeah, it could go through a lot of things, but the the return of those things will never match the return of you becoming. And and it, this won't click until you truly believe that you're fighting to become, right? And the, the fight is, the combat, if you want, is constantly letting go of the old version and fight for a new one. And, and, and part of this is just not going to be easy to let go. Like, it's just not going to be easy yeah. to let go of certain identity, certain shit that you need to do, certain things that needs to break, the way you talk, the way you the way you express yourself, sometimes as easy as just walking in the room and turning a fucking, like, let's say, camera on your phone and start talking social media or just walking in the room and talking to a few people, that by itself requires you to, like, let go of a version that was kind of, like, totally fucking hesitating with that shit. Yeah. And the more you do that, you turn back and time from it, you look at it and say, what the fuck, man? Like, why why was I resisting? Well, we talked about this today as well. Like, this fucking resistance shows up every time there's investment. Yeah, we did. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about my business, and ever since Warrior, Mm. I'm, like, I used to get concerned with what people fucking thought. You know, (laughs) what my staff thought, what employees thought. And don't get me wrong, like, those thoughts are still in my head at times. Yeah. But when I think about it in the perspective of what's on the line, you know, like my family's life's on the line and my life's on the line, you know, and, and being able to provide for them the way that I want to provide and yeah. be able to feel fulfilled in my life and feel joy. I mean, I look at the combat that I now face at work that to me, I'm like, this is just a part of fucking war. Mm. You know, like I need to be able to collide with my staff and I need to be able to fire people and hire people and, um, you know, stand in front of them and lead them. You know, and and now I just don't have that fear. Like, I don't have that fear with them anymore. You know, we've all been in positions of of most of us, or maybe few of us, in positions of, um, you know, whether hiring or letting go. It's, it's, I mean, if you've ever been in that fucking position, it is truly not a comfortable position, right? And, uh, and then for years, I was, I was just watching these fucking people in HR. And it was all these old ladies, and I'm like, how the, fuck they're able to do it like how the fuck they're able to let go of people and hire people and like the both spectrum of of emotion and like dude i just letting go of one person completely would fucking destroy me like just destroy me i would go in their fucking vortex their pit i would create a massive pit for everyone and then fucking pull everyone down into it 
And then hiring someone was always like, oh, you know, here's the next messiah, you know, yeah. that's going to come in. And and it, I realized I was just fucking very extreme with my emotions when it came to the high. But I was just being very natural, right? It's very natural to tie into the flow. If you care for people, to tie into the flow of somebody being happy because now they're hired, right? Yeah. Or somebody letting go because now it's fucking sad and so on and so on. And it was over time that I had to learn that every time there is a collision with a person that takes place, you are in combat mode. So if a person needs to be let go, there is a collision. Like you can't, you can't put the fucking happy face on and say, uh, you know, brother, uh, all the best to you and this. That's fucking lie. That's a lie. That's th th there needs to be a collision because you're letting go. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you're letting you're that person is no longer gonna work for you. You're not paying that person, and you don't want that person anymore. Like that's that's the, that's the truth that people have to come in. Like literally, you don't want that person to be working in the company, or if not you, the company doesn't want that person. And if you work for the company, you have to take the side of the company. What happens in HR is is there's this fucking lie that takes place, man. There's this fucking lie. I've seen it myself. I've witnessed it myself. It's like, oh, you know, they are letting you go. It's so hold on a second, motherfucker. You're telling me they are letting it go. And who the fuck are you? Like you work for them, so you are part of them. So don't you don't you don't pretend, don't pretend that you are the one in the middle. Yeah. Just don't pretend. Say we are letting you go. And we are taking a stand to collide with you. And the collision is X, Y, and Z, right? And that's fine, right? So I could either leave there pissed off or I can say, you know what? I fucked up or this wasn't meant to be. I'm left there with my own conclusion. But when you let go someone, you don't need to be nice about it. You literally need to say the truth. We no longer want you. Okay. That's it. Period. Period. That's it. No sugarcoating. No, no, this and that. We no longer want to fucking work with you. And... How we how we cut off these relationships is exactly like this. You get X amount of dollar. You get paid for six weeks. You get paid for six months. You don't get jack shit. Whatever. There's a standard that you agreed upon, and that's what it is. Yeah. It doesn't need... We don't need to lie about it. Same thing on the hiring, man. Don't need to fucking make... Like, don't need to fucking, you know, lie about we why you're be being... liked by everybody. We don't be liked. You know, we want to be liked. We want we, people to think highly of us. 100%. Yep. And so combat is when you actually take a stand for the truth and you don't use any sugarcoating. Like there, there, is, no sh there is no sugarcoating in combat. It's not a, a fun situation to be in, but it's a must situation you got to be part of. And then you fall in love with the joy of standing with the things that are a must in your life, not nice to have. That when you fall in love with that, this is when you start actually falling in love with yourself. You find the joy in the process of combat. You're not, you're not, you're not, it's not a war against anybody else. It's just on you. You own the truth, you tell the truth, and you don't tolerate anything else but the truth. And so, and you say it exactly and directly how it is. There's no, there's no need to be politeness. There's no need to be situational awareness. Not, all that is sugarcoating, all that stuff. For years, I was conditioned with that. Yeah. When kids around, don't say that. When you know, adults are around, don't do this. When, like, 
And, and if you would do it, you would get labeled as a weirdo or somebody more direct and so on and so on. But the point is, when you actually take a stand and say, hey, I'm not going to fucking lie anymore, man. I'm not going to pretend. If I don't like it, I don't fucking like it. If your energy sucks ass, your energy sucks ass. I mean, that's just the truth. You can tell me to go my, fuck myself, but it's not going to change anything about your fucking energy and my perception about it. Right? So they yeah. can fight it. They can resist it. And there's ways to communicate. I'm not saying that, you know. Yeah, I'm no, just I get going it. very to the I very direct. It. But the true. point is, like, how many times have we have been lied to? So many fucking times. And I mean, we, it's all around us, even knowing what I know now from being a warrior since February. You know, when you're not in the warrior conversation, you know, that shit just consumes you all around. You know, it's why I keep coming back. You yeah. Because I know I still sugarcoat shit sometimes. Yeah. I know I still fucking live a life full of lies. But I also come back to discover that, to discover those pieces of me that just show up and operate, for lack of a better word, like almost robotic, you yes. know, that just show up and do whatever I'm supposed to do in my life, you know, but I need to take some time to like get the fuck out of that and do stacks or show up and come to this fucking podcast. You know, the truth is what, what happened for me, it was as I started telling the truth, I found myself in a place that I would actually judge people more. I'm like, man, this guy's a fucking liar. That guy's a fucking liar. Fuck you. You're not living by the code. This motherfucker's a fucking liar. This motherfucker is an asshole. I can read all over this fucking place. This guy's a fucking liar. This guy. So I'm like, I'm judging constantly, right? And over time, as I started like, you know, mastering the, the, the art and science of telling the truth, I came across as like, listen, man, like I'm gonna tell the truth no matter what. And I'm gonna I'm not gonna tolerate any lies. But at the same time, I'm going to be sitting among a bunch of people that may or may not have the level of awareness that I achieved through this experience. And people have many experiences to achieve awareness, right? And, you know, there's many ways to the way and what happens to be the warrior's way. The other one, maybe it's church. The other one, it's, you know, something else or whatever program you're part of or sense of awareness. Maybe it's reading, constant reading, whatever. There's, there's this awareness that we all have. And just because, you know, I sharpened my antenna in my world doesn't mean I should start judging everybody else's fucking antenna. Uh, so I'm sitting in the fucking DMV and I'm like, what the fuck, man? There's a bunch of fucking liars here. This is a broken process. This is a waste of fucking time. People fucking lie to each other. Nobody gives a fuck. So I'm, 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 I'm like, and then I stop. I'm like, why the fuck am I here? Well, I'm here to get this plate done, right? What's the process? The process wait four hours. Why is that the process? Because of the quantity of people. What about the quality of these people? Just fucking humans. Are they liars? Not my fucking business. Literally, like, I'm not here to identify who's a liar and who's not a liar. It's like, so as long as I know I'm not fucking lying. What is one of the ways I, I won't lie to myself? Well, stop thinking that this is going to be a shorter process. Stop thinking that somehow, somewhere, you're going to get... You know, you're going to get real and you're going to get raw here and you're going to find your way, you know, to get your shit. That's pretty fucking selfish. Submit to the process. Trust the process. This is the process here. It's a four-hour wait. There's going to be a bunch of people. And, and that's what needs. That's the truth that you need to accept. That's it. it that, that's it. It doesn't mean that, like, it, dude, it's a system that's in play. I'm com a component of this system right now. It, and it's totally not relevant for me to go at war with this system. Yeah, it's the DMV, man. It's the fucking DMV, bro. 
You're stuck in that. It's the DMV. Now, you want to go fight against it and make it a mission? Well, it better be relevant to you, to your family, to your wife, and your kids. And then, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe you want to create, like, a, DM, a better version of DMV, and that's, like, your company, that's your mission, that's your goal in life. At that point, yeah, go fight for it. But I would, I would find myself in so many places where just because I tell the truth doesn't justify that the environment is actually operating by the truth. I, I, I just have to, like, would I put my feet, that circle, that circumference, in that place, that's, that's where the truth is for me. Yeah. And I, and I take another step, and now I take another step, another circumference of truth, and another, and another, and another. But it's so easy to sit and just project feet away and say, fuck, that guy, this guy, that guy, this guy. Oh, yeah. Totally not relevant for me. Totally not going to change anything in my life. So I'm sharing this because combat is also knowing, you know, what war to pick on and what combat to be part of. Bro, if it's not your fucking combat, then, then don't go get involved. Because when it's going to become your combat, when it's going to be time for your war, you're going to be like all out of fucking ammunition. You're going to be out of fucking resources. You're going to be fatigued because you wasted your fucking time fighting a war without a fucking cause. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's like playing savior in life. You know, that was definitely, you know, something I always tried to do was take care of other people and, you know, make sure that their lives were good or they were taken care of or they had money or whatever yeah. it might have been, whether it was family or friends. You know, but not taking care of, not, you know, like you said, like there was no fucking purpose. You know, what am I trying to get out of this? You know, nothing for, uh, nothing for me inside of it. So there was definitely a shift for me last six months of, yeah, like whatever I'm doing in my life, there's got to be purpose behind it. There's got to be a why there for me. And there's going to be a lot of people on the outside looking at you and saying, well, this guy's insane. He's paid so much money for this. Like there's always going to be that distance, oh, yeah. distance judgment. And the truth is, no one will know because no one is in proximity of you and you. Like the real proximity is you and the version that you want. But this version is not like all the way down there. This version is just here, one feet away. And in order to get to that version, you got to let go of the version that is a feet away and just lean into that next version and then move on. And But if you get distracted to just start like going everywhere else, you'll never get to that one feet away fucking version of you. One truth at a time, one less lie at a time, and you're getting to a greater version of yourself. But you and I know there are there's like this 360 degree fucking pit awaiting for you to pull you back in with one single lie. One single one single truth brings you one step to your closest version of yourself. One lie pulls you down fucking thousand steps away from that version. Yeah. And you know, even the not speaking, you know, the lies God. of omission. Those are the toughest ones, you know? I mean, that's just like, that. that's, I'm not someone who verbally, and I guess I, I'm lying when I say this, mm. like I'm a fucking liar at times, you know, like without even fucking knowing it, you know? But since I've been in here, obviously, like when I, when I speak, I'm speaking with a purpose of telling the truth, but it's like when I'm feeling things or having thoughts or things are coming my way, that's the toughest, you know, those lies of omission when I'm not saying how I really feel or what I really want. You know, and it's why we do this. You know, it's why we do this work. That's why we do this. That's well said because 
we're not fighting, you know, manipulation. We're fighting a a system of silence inside of us. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of it comes from tolerance. Yeah. A lot of it comes from tolerance, and we have we have inherited this just because of being around those standards. You know, it's just like sometimes I feel like if I leave with the coat and I go back to being ten year old. <laughs> in a jungle or whatever the fuck in yeah. another city but i know what i know right yeah what would my life look like you know in the past 30 years if i would live by the code from the age of 13 be a different fucking life you know what i mean yeah it's just what are the things i would tolerate who are the person that i would not have in my life you know i, I would i mean it's when i look back at when i was 10 years old and the world around me that i let shape me i mean i was just afraid and i was terrified and i was just so wanted to be liked by people and allowed other people's judgments to just like put me in this fucking hole you know that i didn't get out of till recently Fuck. you know it's like 20 plus years of my life living that fucking way you um you were you were um you are 32 right now 34 34 I'm 43, so that means, you know, you got nine years. Nine years. Nine years is great. Like, dude, nine fucking. If I would be able to go back to 34 and living by this at 34, uh, I could just see the, the difference in decisions I would make. You know, just by that by itself, the numbers of decisions I would make by the coach for me and my family, absolutely empowering, right? Uh, I have zero regret. It is what it is, right? But I'm saying if I had the code. And then there was a guy, like, think, think about somebody like uh, Garrett's son, Parker. He's fucking 20, man. <clears throat> He's got 23 years. Yeah. It's 23 years fucking advantage, man. And to live. So that's why I do core four with my son. That's why, you know, I do a stack on him and then I have him read, read it slowly, the gratitude stacks. Slowly trying to just get him familiar with the terminology. Yeah. Core 4, he's playing like a game. Now with the app, it's even better because it was in the journal like past two quarters. Yeah, yeah. Um, just get him rolling, man. 13, 14, like, like now you start getting like the real game that is played. Fuck, by the time 20, this guy is like, get up in the morning. Here's my routine. Core 4 and stack, boom. You know, I start the day. You know, 20 yeah. yard fucking die, you know, hit the door. That's fucking awesome. And you get to teach him and we get to teach our kids that like to believe in themselves and be their own fucking gurus. We you know, to yeah, look, look within and, and find those answers using the stack or talking to us. It's it's incredible. That's the investment part. Yeah. So when like people say 50,000 this or 60, oh, that, that's it's the investment. Invaluable. That's like, dude. But because at seven years ago, man, I want to be the guy to build a routine for him. Because I would, I would have a hard time holding a fucking routine myself. Plus, I would change routine constantly. Don't know what the fuck it is. Buy this book, buy that book. It's like the fucking healthcare and diet industry, man. You don't know what the fuck to eat anymore, man. You eat vegetarian, you're fucking, you know, you're this. You eat, you eat meat, you're that. You eat butter, you're this. You eat like, what the fuck? Yeah. And meanwhile, there, there's more fake food and there's more shit out there than real food. And on the water is all fucking contaminated. So, every, like, it's a, like, you can get into the rabbit hole and get fucked. Yep. Like literally get fucked. And a lot of people do. 
You know, we jump from one thing to the next thing to the Always. next thing, just searching, searching. But once this, once you find this thing inside of you, bro, like the search on the outside, stop. And that's exactly what you were referring yeah. to. Like this is the thing, the desire and the need to constantly look for shiny objects ends. Like hope is here now. It's not on the outside. Like hope yeah. is here. And then you cultivate hope. It's like, okay, I want the skills. I want the mindset. I want the strength. I want the courage. I want the love. I want the permission to grow this person and allow these skills and these effort to manifest in materials in my world, right? Yeah, absolutely. More money in my bank account, you know, bigger house, more people working for me or me being part of organizations and I can lead. It's just the manifestation of that strain and, and that's it. Like, but it, but it, it absolutely requires an encounter between you and you to figure that out. Or else it's a figurative fucking speech. Like for some of you guys right now listening to this, this may resonate in your heart, but as long as you haven't encountered this, bro, it's not going to get sealed. And the encounter is going to happen at one point or another. Maybe it's through one of our fucking programs or maybe it's, it's somewhere else. But like literally I know for a fact that inside of this game, there is a blueprint. There is a blueprint for you. If you choose to step in and we figure the shit out, we put it like it's now cleaner than ever. There was so many experiences like Warrior Week and Beat a Man. And so, there still is a lot of proximity events, but we package it and put it together in this thing that we call the King's Journey. And inside of the King's Journey, it, it, it is an absolute blueprint for you to become. That will lead you to Warrior Weeks. That will lead you part of the proximity groups that we have, the highest groups of, you know, the higher groups of guys that we have that play the, this game at the highest level, which is the Empire Group, which is, you know, who Joy is part of, who we will meet in, in two weeks, two to three weeks here in December, planning out 2020, all of us, 200 of us, projecting what 2020 is going to be. And then there's like hundreds of others inside of the King's Journey. All this starts at becomeaking.com. Like, just go check it out. Like, go to becomeaking.com, listen to the audios, get involved, and see where it leads you. It's going to have two paths, the King's Journey or the Empire Journey, both merging together and allowing this blueprint to happen for you. And, and if, if this conversation just creates awareness for you to continue into some other program that you may be part of, then let it be. But you got to do something, man, if you hear this thing. Like, it's time to do fucking something because otherwise you'd be just sitting and just watching and you'll hope everything for everybody else except you. And you feel and you think that this hope, as you see it for everybody else, is also on the outside somewhere awaiting for you. And, like, you have to, like, it's going to come to you or you have to go to it, but it's already here. It just needs to be cultivated. So, Joey, if you would have to, if you would have to just send a message out to a guy that's just like you, man, you know, newly married, just like where you are today and with how you got into Warrior nine months ago, ten months ago, if you would have a message for that guy, like, what would it be? What would, what would you say to a Joey ten months from now, eleven months from now when, you know, when you were eleven months ago, a year ago, like, what would you say to that Joey? You know, I would say... Even the Joey before that, you know, like, just go the fuck all in, you know, like, go all in. Like, there's an opportunity inside a warrior to discover something about yourself 
that that ultimately will set you free you know and ultimately put you on the path to getting whatever the fuck you want in your life and and this is a journey this isn't some fucking cure this isn't something that's a fix-all there's nothing that needs to be fixed you know there's just there's just an opportunity to jump in and go all in and and discover something about yourself that really can set you up for the rest of your life beautiful and there you have it from Joey. And if you resonated with this message and this message is something or this podcast, this whole conversation is something that has awakened uh, anything inside of you or that has identified a man in your life that would benefit from it. Uh, go ahead and directly share the link with that person and ask him to listen to the conversation message that Joey had and brought in here, a conversation that we had. Um, just pass it on. Pay it forward. Like, Don't share it among you know, generality is just be very specific. Send it specifically with a specific intention to another man. Like we've been practicing this, you know, pay it forward, request and ask at the end of each of our podcasts. And the feedbacks I'm hearing on this is in men. Like people are just getting one and one and one and one and one. Next thing you know, we got 3,000 people that are actually listening as an audience. We didn't start with 3,000 men. We started with like 300, 400 guys. That was the audience of this podcast. And how the fuck did it grow to 3,000? Well, we, we don't market this podcast. You don't see this on social media. We don't, we don't you know, put paid advertising. Heck, we don't even take anybody's fucking email. We don't even capture e email. Like, we have the intention of this podcast is to simply purse in your heart. That's it. It's an arrow that we're shooting. Boom, goes to your heart. Bypasses any fucking marketing effort to try to make us popular or inside of this message. So that's it. If more men come in, then we built it. And that's why we built it. So I want to thank my guest, Joy, for being on the call. I want to thank you guys uh, for listening uh, to this. You can find out more details about our podcast on this episode on Worry Week. Uh, no, on WorryWeekNow.com. There'll be audio, videos, and transcripts inside of there. Uh, for you to view. And, Joy, any final words to the audience? Thank you for having me out here. It's Beautiful. Been a, it's been a pleasure being with you. Thank you for being here. Gentlemen, have yourself a fantastic week. And until then, take care of yourself and each other.